welcome. You are in the car with Joey Two Wallets. So I'm listening to Twitter. Or I'm on Twitter. And you know I'm watching little two or three minute videos. And somebody said something that really got me thinking. Perk, Kendrick Perkins, I believe he's with Sports Center. said his top five point guards of all time, and then I had to start thinking about my top five point guards of all time. And I didn't want to go off emotion, because, you know, usually I'm real emotional. So, I thought about everything I could have thought about. And it always came down to one thing. Visually, when I watched basketball who had me ooing and eyeing so in the beginning of this I'm going to go over the notables some of the guys who are not on my list and then I'll just kind of start going from 1 down to 5 because if I go from 5 to 1 I feel like it's unfair number one to be last. So I'm going to go from one to five. Be right back. Alright. Welcome back, guys. So right now I want to talk about um, guys who didn't make my list. And the guys who are very close Unfortunate list is kind of hard because my top five really isn't built yet. I'm still working through things, but the one guy I know who didn't make my list is Gary Payton. I feel like it was unfair. I'm also going to say John Stockton. John Stockton with Carl Malone. I mean, talk about dominant, dominant duos. John Stockton is a half of one of the dominant duos of all time. Even though they didn't win any rings, I still feel like John Stockton... John Stockton got mentioned a couple times, but I haven't actually seen him on anybody's list. Um, 
and then I really, I mean, I, I really have to mention Steve Nash. Um, and I mean, when it comes down to it, we all know why Steve Nash didn't make the list. I mean, make the top five. For me, I, I love two-way players. Um, he was one of the better, like, mid-range shooting point guards and, you know, far-range point guards that I ever saw. You know, he's like, oh, man, did he just do that? And I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for even mentioning this name. But like I said, when it comes to me, it's the oohs and the ahs. What did I see? Who got me jacked out of my seat to watch them play point guard? If that were just the main factor, then we have to talk about Jason Williams, Jason White Chocolate Williams. We got to talk about White Chocolate, man. I mean, he was just... I think I was watching this uh, this particular like breakdown of just J. Will. I think it was by D. Wade. He said when I saw him pass the ball, bouncing it off his elbow in a game, I thought that was insane. I remember I think my favorite one he's he's running down the court, he pauses with the right, dribbles through his leg, catch it with the right, swing back like he's going to dribble it again, and then passes it to the middle. And I think Carlos Williams had caught the ball and then laid it up. The innovation with that dude and lifetime NBA speed was crazy. All right, guys, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm the, right now, those those right now are my guys who, who just didn't make my list. I'll be right back. All right, yo, I'm back. All right, so there's two sides of every uh, coin here. And there's one guy for talked about on my unfortunate who... Um, who just so happened didn't make my list. And this one is very, very personal. Tim Hardaway is the reason why I started watching basketball with Golden State. He's the reason why I am a Golden State Miami Heat fan to this day until I die. Now, I'm also going to mention Isaiah Thomas. Two-time champion Detroit Pistons. You know, me personally, I was always a Joe Dumars fan over Isaiah Thomas, but hey, don't sue me. Uh, now, I'm here on TV. Well, oh, I'm hearing names like Allen Irison. Allen Irison was not a point guard. Let's just remind you for all those years as a 76er. He was a two-guard. And during the time when they went to the title and got exited out in five games by the Lakers, he was a two-guard then, too. Allen Irison is not a point guard just because he had the ability to do it. Eric Snow was the point guard, so don't give me that mess. Don't even start. 
now all of a sudden because James Harden and Kyrie Irving switched positions Kyrie Irving will never be on any list of mine unfortunate or greatest anything but he does fit naturally better as a two even though he's not a two he's a point who just scores a lot and you know I want to be realistic when you start comparing all the best point guards wherever he goes teams naturally you know lose or break down Sorry, Kyrie, you're nowhere on my list. And then I'm hearing names like James Harden. Really? This dude played two guard all his life. This guy played next to CP3. Oh, and I have to mention CP3 is not on my top five all-time list. Even though he's one of my favorites of all time and when I say like he just missed a cut CP3 is like either 5B or 6 but I definitely have a solid 5 that I I would take I would rather take my number 5 matter of fact I will go from 5 to 1 it is fair in this situation my number 5 I would take over CP3. But when I say it's close, it's close. The funny thing is is they have a very, very similar resume. It's just Jason Kidd did it better to me. So, again, um, and I've even heard somebody say LeBron James is the best point guard of all time. If you hear somebody say that, Mentally slap them. Mentally slap them very hard. Because LeBron James is a power forward, small forward at best, who has the ability to. Just because somebody has the ability to play point guard doesn't mean that they are a point guard. So, again, let's mentally slap these people, not literally slap these people. Hashtag slap them. Okay? Um, I would like to start with um, my number five, and I'm going to do that here in a minute. Yay! And at number five... Like I said, based on the beginning of the video, 
This is based on my eye test, what I saw growing up. I am going to be 38 years old, so I got a little bit of years. I don't have all the years. So, all the people that I mentioned, and the unfortunates, and at number five, like I said, only due to an argument, I'm putting Rajon Rondo. Now, my argument last night, I feel was dead on. Now, normally, obviously, when somebody makes an argument, they feel like they're right. But, you have a rookie come in. Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Kendrick Perkins. Somebody is like, gotta think, how does a rookie come in here and command these four cats? Ray Allen, a.k.a. Jesus Shuttlesworth, Paul Pierce, a.k.a. The Truth, even though I think he'd be lying. The big ticket, the reason why I never go saw him is because the big ticket was expensive. And then you had Big Perk. You had to have a real floor general to come in there and run this offense and this team. And his IQ was so high that him and Doc Rivers used to butt heads. Similar to CP3 and Doc Rivers butting heads because CP3 was too smart for his own good. But guess what? CP3 never got it done. And you can honestly say throughout his whole career, he's had similar and or better talent than Rajon Rondo. Say what you will about this uh, this last ring with the Los Angeles Lakers and Rajon Rondo, but Rajon Rondo was the third best player in the postseason last year for the LA Lakers. I don't see the Lakers winning the title last year without Rajon Rondo. I really don't. Um, I think LeBron would have been enough, but LeBron would have been have to be superhuman, which we've seen him do before. So I will say this much. It's not really the Rajon Rondo championship years. Does anybody really remember the other Rajon Rondo? Anthony Davis got to his first postseason really because of Rajon Rondo, because with DeMarcus Cousins and him alone, they couldn't do it. They needed a Rajon Rondo. And I'll never forget D-Wade and uh, Rajon Rondo together. They almost beat the number one seed Boston Celtics in seven games when they actually had, if I'm not mistaken, had a 3-2 lead in that series. Like, Rajon Rondo's done a lot more than I think he gets credit for or that people remember because he was a Boston Celtic. I think Rajon Rondo is terribly underrated as a true traditional point guard, floor general, and now all of a sudden he can make threes. And look, if he, if he could have made threes in Boston, Boston would have won three titles. 
as simple as that. Because you can't stop Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Ray John Rondo. Now, Ray John Rondo used to get 20, but you know, his free throw numbers were never great. But even though he wasn't great at those things, he still managed to find a way to get teams to win that he was on. Like I said, very similar to CP3, but CP3 got to the Western Conference Finals one time, and that was with James Harden. Now, I'm, I'm already going to say it. CP3 is not in my top five list no, list, no matter how much I love him. So, boom, that's that. All right, so again, at number five was Rajon Rondo. Tell me what you guys think. Is Rajon Rondo worthy in the last 40 years of being the number five point guard of all time in the, of the last 40 years? I'm going to start phrasing like that. So that way people will be like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. So Big Lynn Dog Robinson would be out. You know, again, I'm going to say this. Allen Iverson is not a point guard. I don't care how many of y'all playing NBA 2K, you should put him at point because you wanted Michael Jordan or somebody else playing the two. Don't care. Again, at number five, Last 40 years, greatest point guard of all time is Ray John Rondo. And coming in at number four. Bruh. All right, all right. I think we had a really good number five, but like I said, at number four has to be and I'm surprised, I've seen lists all over ESPN. I never saw Jason Kidd mentioned once, and I'm really upset. How do people have John Stockton, Steve Nash, Isaiah Thomas above Jason Kidd? Now look, if you want to talk about fire, intensity, defense, great grind, go with Isaiah Thomas. If you want intelligence, winning, not necessarily multiple championships, I think what people are missing on a couple of things here, the early years of Jason killed the Mavericks, I don't know if people remember him, that dude, that, that dude on defense was shaking all the point guards up. I've seen him embarrass Gary Payton which is hard to do. On the defensive side, Gary Payton on offense, I saw him embarrass Gary Payton, which was hard to do. Now, Rajon Rondo and Jason Kidd last night was my argument. I originally had Jason Kidd at five and Rajon Rondo at four. But like I said, due to argument and the only reason why I got Jason Kidd above him, free throws are better, the three-point shooting was better. He does have a title. Rondo has, Rondo has two. But then again, you can make an argument that Jason Kidd never played with 
um, LeBron James for a ring. But I will say this much. You got to give him a whole lot of credit. He played in New York under Woodson with Carmelo Anthony and Smith. Now, I know everybody remembers Smith in the finals for messing up with LeBron and passing the ball. You know what I'm saying? But... You might know him for his tattoos. You might know him for, you know, being in a dunk contest the way he was. I'm talking about Smith now. I'm talking about Smith. But I saw a guy who was taught how to play the game by Jason Kidd. When to fire, when not to fire. How and when to play defense when you don't really have that skill set like he didn't have. Now to get off of him, do people remember that Melo was on that team? I saw the best parts of Melo, not in Denver, but in New York with Jason Kidd. I mean... Who's the real lion? 
Who molds everything when they're ready to eat? Who just frankly don't give a darn? Come on, man. Russell Westbrook. He makes superstars look like Robins to Batmans. You know what I'm saying? Made Kevin Durant look small. Got Kevin Durant on opposite Twitter accounts talking about other people. I really believe Russell Westbrook is the reason why Kevin Durant is so insecure as a person. story that came out of Houston Russell Westbrook showed up for practice James Harden was late he told the coaches to go man let's go forget him if he ain't here he ain't here James Harden showing his true colors and all of a sudden he gonna get to Boston talking about he's a leader now all of a sudden he's a leader because Kyrie Irving switches to the two and he goes to point guard. Oh, and again, just because somebody plays point guard for a quarter of a season doesn't make you a true point guard. I don't care how talented James Harden is. I honestly like him on the court. I don't like what I've heard around the league about him. But what I do love about Russell Westbrook on and off the court Dude works with charities. The dude comes to work every day. When James Harden left, he said, okay, I have to be a better distributor of the basketball. When Kevin Durant left, he said, okay, I got to take it on me to be the best Russell Westbrook I can be. Champion or not. I don't care how many times Dame shoots a shot in his face, he still comes back the next game talking about, what, I'm a yamming on you. Russell Westbrook is everything you want to see in a ticket that you purchased. Russell Westbrook is the all-time leader in triple doubles. Sometimes they let him get a couple rebounds here and there. But he expends that extra energy so that way his players got it in the end so that way they can make the extra shot. Always ends up with 12, 10, 13, 15. Heck, the other night he had 21 assists without Bradley Beal. Why? Because he wants to get his team going too. Guess what? He gets his team hyped. He's the hype man. He's the energy guy. He's also the leading star of the show. But he does not take away from his team when he's on the court. The only thing I will say is we've heard the stories. He does not like fraternizing. And you know what? I don't blame him. This is supposed to be me versus you, not hey, how you doing, buddy? Russell Westbrook is everything I have always enjoyed about point guard play. Can he pass? Can he shoot? No, he can't shoot, but he can score. He plays D. He will dunk it on you. He's not even really, you know, I'm not even going to call him a point guard. He's a man. He's a basketball player. If Jason Taylor, oh, wow, I said Jason Taylor. My bad, my bad, my bad. 
if Jason Kidd and Charles Oakley was one basketball player, you get Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. Russell Westbrook is third on my wrist for every single reason you just heard me yell. And if you don't believe me, go to YouTube, go to the internet, and find any film on Russell Westbrook versus anybody. Because guess what? When you put him in that situation, he'll guard anybody. Whether if he can shoot or not, he'll take the shot. But it's funny, you listen to these uh, these uh, these casters talk about well. Sometimes these guys are afraid to take the shot, and you know. But guess what? Russell Westbrook is. It doesn't matter how bad or how great or how people think he is at it. He's gonna do what he feels is best for his team, whether if it's passing or shooting. And you gotta love that about Russell Westbrook. He is personally one of my favorite point guards of all time. And I wouldn't have it I I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I, I really wouldn't. And if Nobody else felt Russell Westbrook while watching him. I, d- I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Uh, but thank you for that one. Russell Westbrook is definitely, in the last 40 years, the greatest point guard I have ever seen. You have a new message. Message. You have a message. 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 Two, 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 two. Number two is. Bruh. Hey, yo, guys, what up? As I just said, number two is. You know, I can't explain. Not only do I have a connection with this player, but I also have a connection with this team. I grew up loving Tim Hardaway. And, you know, Mitch Richmond, Chris Mullen, Golden State Warriors. I mean, the crowd is insane. Watching it on TV, it is insane. And then, when you add that that fan base to Steph Curry. See, I grew up loving Golden State, as I always did Miami. So, those are like my, those are my two favorite teams. I, I can't. You know, first it was Timmy and then, you know, Monte Ellis, Baron Davis. And then I'll never forget. Oh, we got Monte Ellis. We're not going to draft Steph Curry. The Knicks. 
Steph Curry's going to become a New York Nick. And Don Nelson said, eh, eh. I'm taking Steph Curry. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget watching him at Davidson. I don't think people realize like how great he was when he was young and in college. Then he came to Golden State and he had ankle injuries. And he was he was really raw at first. Like he wasn't what you see. You know, he's about 15 muscle pounds heavier since then. Maybe a little more. He is without a doubt the greatest shooter of all time. And he's a point guard. 6'3". Shoots like that. Fastest trigger in the game, yo. Fastest trigger in the game. Can't say how much you love Steph. Like, I really... Hey. Good like I said, it is really insane. It's funny. The reason why I'm having pauses is because it's like, do you ever just have those memories where you just remember looking back? I can never pinpoint when it comes to stuff. I cannot pinpoint one play. But the one that's in my mind right now, it was the finals. And LeBron thought, <laughs> like I said, LeBron thought he could guard him. Steph, he's dribbling, he's dribbling. LeBron gets in front of him. He's like, okay, he comes back to three-point line. Fakes like he's going to go around and comes back. And then goes around the left. Act like he's going to go for layup. Takes a step back dribbling. LeBron goes for the block. He hesitates. And then Steph Curry takes two steps forward and makes a layup with LeBron missing on the block. But the simple fact that he literally ran a circle around LeBron James, like it's, oh, does anybody remember when he's dribbling? CP3 thought he could guard him. CP3 thought he could guard him. CP3 fell to the ground. Fell to the ground. And then Steph pulls up for a nice little choo-choo. I think some of the things I've seen Steph do is just like insane. I, I, I mean, I can put it to you like this. If at number five, 
Rajon Rondo is like the, the traditional. He's like, you know, they call him playoff Rondo because he's like head of the game. He's the leader. You know what I mean? He's the tree. He's the traditional point guard. Then you got Jason Kidd. If Rajon Rondo's not the smartest point guard of all time, Jason Kidd definitely is. But I can put it to you like this. I can see Rajon Rondo coaching. Jason Kidd is coaching. And before those of you get on Jason Kidd and say he's bad, you guys forget that uh, he was the one that helped mature Giannis Antetokounmpo before leaving Milwaukee, so I don't want to hear none of that. And then you got Russ. He's the most physically gifted point guard of all time. Finish around a basket, yam on you. I mean, and then you come to Steph. Steph is a floor general. You know, that's what that's what all four of the guys, two, three, four, and five, that's what all four of them have. They're all floor generals. They all have high basketball IQs. Like those two things. You know what I'm saying? So I guess, you know, looking at my own list and then talking to you guys about it, I realize what's important to me at the point guard position. Passing ability. High basketball IQ and consistency. Steph Curry is the most consistent shooter ever in history, no matter the position. Then you look at Russell Westbrook, he's the most. He's the most consistent. I'm going to call it output. He's the most consistent outputtingest player ever. He puts effort into everything when he hits that court. Like it. So that's my criteria. And Steph Curry is number two for sure on that list. Without question. So that's number two, guys. I'm going to get started on number one right now. I think you guys all know who it is, but, you know, we should all know at this point, right? Number one, number one, number one, number one. I think it's pretty obvious, for real. It's, it's, I mean, it's got to be obvious. You know, so number one, right? Number one is not just the best point guard of all time. This number one, to me personally, is still the second or third best player of all time ever in the NBA. He's an inspiration 
a model for, you know, business tycoon. He's, let me rephrase that. He's an inspiration. He is a standard. You need him to play center? He'll go to center. You need to play small, play point guard, you need to run your company. Talk about on the court, right? He's just magic. That's right, guys. Magic Johnson. There is no question. There's no doubt in everybody's mind Magic Johnson is number one. And if there's any other argument for number one, that's a better conversation than somebody saying that Magic isn't number one. Whoever y'all think that Magic Johnson is not number one, I want you to go to Sports Daddy TV on Facebook and I want you to message us. Me and I'm Joey Two Wallet. Or my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Big Chief Dad. Because even know and you know what I'm, you know what I, I would like to bring in my boy on this one he told me I didn't even realize a couple of people that I had literally like forgotten like all the way forgotten how I ever you know what I'm not even going there I'm not going there I'm not going there this is about number one about Magic Johnson being, without a doubt, the greatest point guard. Not only was he the greatest point guard in the NBA, he, was, he might possibly be the greatest point guard ever to play college basketball, too. I mean, I, I really don't know what else you can say about the legend, the myth, the man, 